0: So interesting, that story. I I still feel like people aren't being very transparent about what did and did not happen. And then last night on Twitter, some of the people, which I just don't have anything to say to that crowd. I I feel like my relationship with Twitter is like someone who has an apartment with a balcony that overlooks a crowd where there's always a mob scene, you know, maybe if you had an apartment in Times Square and you looked down on it like god, I don't want to be in that huge nasty crowd of people. Half of the people are scamming the other half. But you're watching what happens. You can't help but watch what's going on, all the flashing lights and the you know, the happy stuff that's going on and the nasty stuff that's going on, but you sure as heck don't want to be in the middle of it. That's how I feel about Twitter. And then eventually If you watch long enough, a a marauding group of killers come through and they stab you in the back and spit on you and she That's the mob scene of Twitter, in my experience. It's just awful. So I've got an account on there. Jeff, I think, has kind of gotten back into Twitter. I think he's still... He's doing Getter and some of the other social media sites. But I think he's kind of gotten back into Twitter with Elon Musk's purchase. I just feel like it's... uh, a mob scene, and I hate it. Uh, however, I do come out on my balcony and overlook the mob scene and kind of see what's happening. And last night, some of the DC people that I follow, some of them are really horrible individuals, uh, were upset about NORAD doing, I don't know, some annual test that they do over the capital region, which includes Northern Virginia, you know, Alexandria and Arlington and. Um, I'm curious about that. I just feel like there's something that is going on that I, I, I don't understand uh, why the White House and why the Pentagon wasn't more proactive about talking about this. And whenever I hear a government person, saying, oh, nothing to see here. There's nothing big. Uh, I don't know. I'm not used to these headlines, and it seems like you're being very dismissive. In an effort just to make me shut up, and that worries me. But maybe I've become paranoid over the gears. <laughs> you know, maybe that's it. Eight oh eight on this Tuesday morning. It's the fourteenth day of February, twenty twenty three. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. I don't know if I'm paranoid or not. Let's talk to Delegate Terry Kilgore, who's the majority leader for the Republicans in the House of Delegates. I don't. Do they come to you guys and? And brief you at the General Assembly about things like that that are happening in Northern Virginia, or is it just that's no? All federal? They, they probably they probably brief the governor and the and and public safety
1: folks in Virginia, but right. they don't they don't brief us. But yeah, it is it is it does
0: make you think, uh, does it not? Uh, what is going on? Uh, and I would, if my advice would be, be more candid when stuff like this starts to happen. You know, overdo it with the communication rather than underdo yeah. it, but they they don't seem to follow that. And the press isn't really holding them accountable, I don't think. But.
1: Right. Hmm. Oh, no.
0: Um, we spoke last week, and then I got to see you at the Virginia Capitol um, Correspondence Association. You were pretty funny with these jokes. I guess we're not allowed to. We're kind <laughs> of oh, off the record yeah. at that event, but... Oh well, but it it was fun. It's a fun event to be with the the, the press,
1: or uh, it, it's always fun to uh, sort of uh, get some uh, dings out there on on folks, and uh, <laughs> you know that's just a, a good a good-hearted way to uh, uh, you know t- take away from the mundane work down here in the General Assembly. Yeah. But uh, it was great to see you there. We got, we've had a busy week uh, and going to have a really busy week this week. And, you know, we only actually scheduled for another week after this week to be in session. However, right. you know, the Senate still hasn't appointed their budget conference, and we're miles apart on the budget. So, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting. Of course, you know, if we don't get a budget uh, our budget amendments. Uh, we have a two-year budget, and uh, we'll, we may have to live with what we've got in place
0: right mm-hmm. now. What is this um, rumor I'm hearing about committee hearings not happening um, the way some people had expected? Is there what What, what am I what, missing there? It feels like I'm not getting well, the whole story I mean, on that that was in an
1: education and health that Senator Lucas, she, uh, you know, didn't give any hearings, had no testimony, just, uh, summarily killed bills and, hmm. uh, you know, just, uh, you know, it's like they didn't want to hear any, you know, and these were some of the, uh, you know, born alive act and some of those, uh, some of those bills uh-huh. that we had a lot of hearings on in the, uh, house and, you know, loud opposition and, and, uh, the folks in favor to speak and you know went on for quite a while but uh you know we didn't get hearings in the end health it makes you wonder if they uh just
0: want to vote and have uh, no one uh, hear what the uh, actual testimony would be so, no interest well, in I- the conversation at all huh? i saw delegate freitas mm-hmm. said that okay if senator lucas would like to handle things that way when these Senate bills that she cares about come before uh, the committees that he chairs, he'll just use the Lucas rule and kill them before they even get started. And I yeah. thought, okay, if it's good enough and for he her, did. then maybe she can tolerate it on the House side. And he did.
1: He uh, uh, took that uh, and uh, put it in action on a, a gun bill or two. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, that's that's just the way it is. I mean it it's it's going that way here and I, I heard you were talking about the uh in the news report there that the uh uh Michigan uh got the Ford plant. I heard that and yeah. uh saw that yesterday. But you know that they paid a lot of money for that. If you if you look on the back of the envelope, it's over it's about four hundred thousand dollars per job. They paid over a billion uh, put a Paid four a billion something for that in you know in in money and uh, tax breaks and things of that nature. That's a lot of money for for jobs. You for know, four hundred thousand jobs.
0: jobs. Well, that's important perspective that needs to yeah. be calculated into passing judgment on whether Virginia screwed yeah. up here, whether Glenn Youngkin screwed up here or not. I mean, I'm a little concerned because I get all these Democrat emails. You probably do too. Um, yeah. They're really making hay on this, saying that Glenn Youngkin has cost jobs, and I think there's a an explanation. I think there's a good story that he has. We've shared some of that on the air, but I'm I'm not sure we're winning that conversation at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, and and the, and the, and the issue is too. We we were not. Guaranteed uh, the Ford plant here right. in Virginia. We were in competition, of course, with Michigan, and were we going to pay over a billion dollars uh, for uh, the plant? I, you know, I don't see us going that far because you know we would, uh, you know, put pencil to paper, and four hundred thousand
0: dollars per job is a lot of money. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to do a lot to make that back. Yeah, yeah, over a lot of time, and yeah, and hope that everything stays as is. For a decade right and that uh, electric and electric vehicles and
1: electric batteries are going to continue to uh be in high demand and you've got
0: to you've got to make uh, those calculations yeah speaking of energy with with bills where they are and i had yeah. lunch yesterday with a guy who's he wants to come on the air and talk about um uh, solar panels and how successful okay. they are and i said send me your information and we'll we'll talk about it we, uh, what what is the general assembly doing when it comes to some of these um energy issues whether it's the solar panel push or the uh you know fossil fuels and the drilling and the yeah. and the uh, windmills out in the ocean oh i mean you know i'm uh
1: john i'm i'm all the above uh you know i think we should we could have a uh uh, energy distribution sy- uh, system with all the above. Fossil- but we have to have gas, natural gas. You have to have nuclear uh, to make all the renewables work. And nuclear is the big issue. We're really pushing nuclear uh, this year, small modular reactors. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the energy bill lately, it really skyrocketed uh, over the past month or two because of fuel and because we had cold, de- very, very cold uh, – fell there in december early january your bills are going to be outrageous for a while but the the legislation's getting through the general assembly working through with the governor's office dominion and aep where hopefully we can spread that fuel cost out over time and the fuel cost comes just because we're not drilling in america we need to be getting the natural gas we shouldn't have killed the keystone pipeline you know, just so many, so many missteps by the administration in Washington to raise uh, energy prices on uh, individuals across the nation, not just Virginia.
0: And before we go, I've been trying to ask everybody this question: What's the story that's not being covered that you think needs to be covered at the Capitol that that is not in the in the paper today?
1: I, I think the the story that's uh, not you know that's not being cut we are, we are agreeing on uh, on on some things like mental health uh, we are agreeing uh you know on making sure that uh, we get that uh, assistance out to uh our sheriff's deputies and things like that so you know there's there's more there's some agreement i mean you know the, the senate democrats are still uh you know killing a lot of uh, governor gunkin's uh uh you know, projects. A lot of his, uh, also his uh, legislation priorities, legislative priorities. But, you know, there are there are some agreements. But, uh, you know, we're still, you know, and I guess uh, this year, since the an election year, we're 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 fine with taking a lot of these uh, crime votes that they've killed. All these crime bills, we're fine with taking that to the voters. I agree and with him. that. Let them defend that. That they're standing up for drug dealers. Uh, uh, help, you know, keeping letting people bail out on violent
0: crimes, you know, let them explain that vote to the voters. uh, I I think you're absolutely right. And I don't think it's just me. It's confirmation bias on my part because this is a big deal for me. I think a lot of people uh, who don't really like Republicans are realizing Mm -hmm. there's a problem out there and the Democrats are the ones exacerbating it. So I I think you're right. Delegate Terry Kilgore, the majority leader leading the Republicans in the House of Delegates, (laughs) always appreciate it when you join us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 817. We'll come back. Let's chat with Michael Greer in just a moment about the markets when we return on News Radio WRVA. You know what? I have got to go on the Mission Realty website. Hold on a second, because they have added a new section. Clayton gets in Mission Realty, and they're always looking for something new to help you evaluate where you are in the real estate market. And you can go on to the website, put in your address. You don't have to share too much information. Put in your address and find out what your property would be valued at today. If you decide to put it in the market and because a lot of people are confused, Um, you know, a couple of years ago, it would have sold at this point. Now, with the the, uh, change in the real estate market, would it sell today? How long would it find out what your what your price point is today and then call Mission Realty, call Clayton Getz and their team and talk to them about the different options they can provide for you to sell your home. I mean, if you got to get the heck out of here, if you've got a new job somewhere else or you've you, uh, you know, gotten nervous and you just want to sell, take the money, and start retirement early, Clayton can help you with that. If you need a more strategic plan where you uh, put in money to fix some things around the house and you want to make sure you don't blow money on stuff that doesn't matter, Clayton and his team are experienced enough to help you do that. They can help you get the repairs done first without you putting out money on the front end. Uh, so... Listen, whatever you're dealing with, I'm almost 100% certain that Clayton and the team at Mission Realty can help you because they've done it before for other people. Call Clayton at 545-4440, 545-4440, or check them out online right now, missionrealty.com.